Love doesn't lie or expect you to live one. What lies do you believe about love? I'm Zara Hairston, an author, relationship, and mindset coach who helps those mistreated and struggling with toxic attachments to set boundaries in unhealthy areas so they can maintain their personalized emotional growth goals. Welcome to my podcast, What Kind of Love Is This?, where I uncover common deceptions that lead us to accept what isn't even love. Brought to you by ZaraHairston.com. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling or therapy. It is intended for informational purposes only. Peace, Truth Tribe. Did you live and love in the whole truth and nothing but the truth? I ain't talking about being guilted into love and it's not really love. And so you feel like you ain't really living love, but I'm talking about truth. But did you live in love in that since we last talked? Welcome back to a new week where you can find motivation to move forward stronger or try again because we miss the mark sometime. That's what this podcast is for, to help you stay on track so you could try again if that was not the case since the last episode because maybe you're dealing with somebody that's toxic and we're going to talk about how you can be provoked, you know, to sin today or, you know, something just moved you off your mark. Maybe you failed to uphold a boundary, failed to set a boundary. I want to help you through this podcast because I believe when we walk in the truth, then we can all get free from toxic In fact, some of you have reached out for video coaching, but my calendar for video coaching is closed to new clients. However, you may consider eCoachMe live chat sessions for Truth Tribe patrons. These are the people that are riding out with me and supporting this content so that you can listen to it for free. And as a perk to show my appreciation to Truth Tribe patrons for your support, with eCoachMe live chat sessions, you can get the heavy off of your heart by chatting with me, a trained ear, because some people don't know how to listen, but you still need to talk. And you can talk to me live through the chat about any non-urgent issues. So if it's some kind of emergency or say you're feeling thoughts of suicide, live chat will not be for you. But if you're feeling hurt, if you feel like you have a lot of pent up emotions, if you feel like you're suppressing your emotions and you just wouldn't talk about it, but you feel like the people that you try to talk to make you feel worse, e-coach me live chat for Truth Tribe patrons is just for you. And you can get started talking about it as soon as this week when you use the link in the description. So when you support this content, which helps other people for free, you get this perk of the live chat session. It's my way of giving back for you giving, if that makes sense. Also, if you do find that you enjoy this episode, please, or any other episode, please remember to share it from my site, ZaraHarrison.com, from YouTube or any podcast platform. You never know who needs to hear what impacted you positively. Additionally, you can also download the episode companion PDF linked in the description. Now, the lie we're going to deal with today is 
You must tolerate the toxic to honor your parents. And by the time you finish this episode, I hope you realize that if a parent does not want to live in sin, they must not provoke their children, whether adolescent or adult children, to sin. So if a parent, again, does not want to live in sin, they must not provoke their children to sin, especially by using the holy and righteous word to do it. One of the worst things you can do is to provoke anyone, but especially your children for that matter, to sin by using the holy and righteous word to do it. And what do I mean by that? So today we're talking about parents and you can take this if you are a parent to make sure you're not doing this to your children. You don't want your children having to heal from things that your parents did to you that they are unrepentant about and don't acknowledge. And now you unhealed and you passing that down to them. You can also use it if you are an adult and you have parents who are toxic. So either way or for both types of situations, you can use this. And if you think this is not you, you might find out that it is you. If you think that, you know, this is not uh, something that necessarily applies to you, forward it to share it because you never know. A lot of people don't often talk about this, especially in religious circles, because you're it's so, you know, like crammed into your head that honor your your parents at any expense like no matter what they do that is a narrative that is often pushed and pushed and pushed and people feel so guilty and ashamed when they're trying to do that with a toxic or abusive parent they don't really talk about it because most people don't understand what they're going through so share this because you never know who might need it so again when I say that if a parent does not want to live in sin they must not provoke their children to sin, especially by using the holy and righteous word to do it. One holy and righteous verse that toxic parents love to put focus on. See, healthy parents don't really have to use this verse against their children, but the fact that um, a parent would use it and keep trying to use it shows that something's probably wrong um, if they're using it against them or they're using using it manipulatively. And again, one holy righteous verse that toxic parents love to use against their children, young and adult, and put focus on is Ephesians 6.2. What does Ephesians 6.2 says? It says, honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with promise. And then it goes on to talk about like how you can get long life by doing this. So some people feel so guilty, like they might die soon or die early because they won't submit to the toxicity of a very unhealthy, abusive parent. And some people even use the example of Jonathan um, with his father and said like, you know, he was so respectful to him. And, you know, this, this, that, but, you know, if you're, if you get long life by honoring your parents and he honored his, you know, father the best he could, but he ended up dying right alongside his unhealthy father, you know, you can go ahead and read the story. So that 
manipulation that some adult children feel like I'm going to die. I'm not going to have long life because I won't submit to my unhealthy parent. You know, that's not necessarily um, always what's happening is that you are dishonoring them because you're setting a boundary. And we're going to get into that. And by abusive, again, if you've been following this podcast for a while, you know, I, I predominantly deal with abuses that are not physical. They are mostly emotional, narcissistic emo- uh, abuses that you can't really see physically on the body. You see them more in behaviors. Um, sometimes people can't, they don't have an eye to see that, but I'm talking about abuses that affect the core of our very soul even though we may not see physical bruises all over us on the outside they are there internally right so toxic parents love to use Ephesians 6 2 honor your father and your mother um which is the first commandment with promise and honor basically means to respect or esteem them so Yah is saying like I want you to honor you know, your parents by respecting and esteeming them, right? Because often if this doesn't happen, the family breaks down. And then, you know, we don't understand how to relate to Yah because we're not relating to our parents who we can see physically here. But this is not a scripture that is here to to be, uh, to manipulate someone with, especially uh, children that we're supposed to love and nurture and we'll we'll get into that but what happens is so much guilt and damage comes when the child of a toxic parent is manipulated into upholding this specific command from Yah that their parent willingly abuses like a toxic parent will abuse the mess out of this scripture. And by mess, I mean, literally, it's not mess there, but they will create a mess out of this scripture and ooze it out of you by manipulating and hanging it over your head over and over again. I mean, they don't know no other scripture like they know this one. They don't live no other verses in the Bible but they want you to live this one. They don't talk about nothing else in scripture that would make them the kind of parent that you don't even need to use a scripture against them, so to speak, that they feel like they have to use. They don't know those scriptures that would, you know, prune their heart, purge them of sin, make them lead in God and love you in the ways of Yah. But they know this one. Trauma in childhood is so common. We often don't realize it's the very thing destroying who we are as adults. To move past it, we have to go back to where it began. It came to pass, book one in the beginning. Visit itcametopass.com for more information. That's it came, the number two, pass.com. But they know this one and they know it because they need something to control you with. This is often why they use it so much because they want to shame and guilt you into um, submitting and obeying to their possessive, very possessive, unhealthy control. Furthermore, toxic parents repeatedly emphasize scriptures like Ephesians 6, 1 and 2, which include two commands to obey number one and honor number two however 
while blatantly ignoring the verses just a few lines down from the very scripture they keep using to manipulate their children. In that very same book, and sometimes even the whole book in general, they blatantly ignore. But that command the parents are to follow includes three instructions. So the child has two, obey and honor, but the parent has three. And in Ephesians or Ephesium uh, verse 6, 4, the separate version says, and you fathers, here we go. Number one, provoke not your children to wrath. But here we go. Number two, bring them up in the nurture. And number three, admonition of Yahuwah. So toxic parents, they don't usually talk about that one. Because the very fact that they're manipulating you with scripture is provoking you to sin, provoking you to wrath, right? But they don't bring that one up. And it's just a few lines down. Verse one and two, they use that, you know, they skip three. They, you know, well, sometimes they use three, but they skip four. They they don't want you to know that one. And oftentimes you don't even know that one. You're just looking at one and two. But let's talk about the three commands the parent has right the child got two but the parent got three and often the head is more responsible a leader is more responsible so in any event anyone that Yah gives some type of authority to means you're going to have more responsibility right so this is probably most likely why there are three commands listed here for the parent as opposed to the two commands listed for the child so let's go through it Ephesians or Ephesium in the Hebrew word, uh, chapter six, verse four, means the parents part of the command is that they one must not rouse or stir up frustration or anger in their children. But often toxic parents want you to uphold your part to honor, but ignore their part, not to provoke which in and of itself provokes their children that they want honor while they're provoking you to sin two it means that the parents part of the command is to bring their children up in the nurture of yahuwah meaning train them to follow the commands of yah and cultivation of his morals his purpose and his will. Often toxic parents want their will for the child, whether they are young or old, instead of the one who actually created that child and who is Yah's child before the parents. And then they use Ephesians 6, 1 and 2 manipulatively to execute the will they prefer. This is very dangerous. It's very they will be held accountable to that. This is not what Yah's word is is for, to manipulate, right? The third command that the parent has is to bring the child up in the admonition of Yahuwah, meaning the exhortation of Yah, meaning Yah must be over man, over everything. We're supposed to teach our children that Yah comes before. Everything starts with him. He is over everything. 
even parents, if that conflicts with what Yah says. However, what a toxic parent does is guilt their child for not keeping their parent even above Yahuwah. A mother might compete with her son's wife and then shame him for choosing his wife when Yah expects him to depart from the parents and cleave unto her as mentioned in Genesis or Belsheath, Beersheath 2 verse 24 when it says, Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his woman and they shall be one flesh. A father might purposely tempt his son to physically assault him while pushing and slapping him in front of his own children, then shame the son for going no contact to protect him and his family, like Proverbs 22 and 3 says about taking refuge when you see danger. Being manipulated to honor a toxic parent through unbiblical submission is a very vicious unhealthy and severely wounding cycle because we try not to harm ourselves while also trying to figure out how to honor them despite their toxicity and abuse leaving us deeply conflicted and even double-minded which is Double-mindedness, another trait Yah tells us to avoid in Yaakov or James 1.8, bringing what? Even more shame. So what can we do when you want to love Yah with your whole heart, but Yah is saying and doing that you have to honor and obey your parent, but your parent is not a healthy one. They are a toxic, unhealthy, or abusive parent. I struggled with that for a very long time and I got a lot of a lot of backlash and you know you're you a traitor you a sellout you so disrespectful you know just all kind of things from many uh Christians who thought they were helping but they were just perpetuating a very dangerous and unhealthy cycle and y'all had to be the one to show me what to do and so now I want to offer to you, you know, what can we do about this? I want to encourage you that we can recognize that it is the admonition of Yahuwah, which is part of what a parent is supposed to teach, to honor in a way that respects Yah, the child or you, and the parent, not just the parent alone. And when it's true love anyway, it's no desire to only get what's best for oneself because y'all hates pride and that's pride and that's very selfish. So it's love, it doesn't have a desire to only get what's best for itself. Yah's word even tells us that about love, especially not at the expense of who they claim to love. This is not of Yah. So it is in fact honor when we do not give a toxic parent what we feel they actually deserve due to their provoking us to frustration, anger, and ultimately to sin. Some parents are so, are so toxic and abusive, they actually do things to try to get you to sin against them. Y'all saying, no, 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 you're not supposed to do that. But what do they do? 
They, yeah, I hear all that, but I'm still your mother. I'm still your father. And God says, you must honor and obey me. And now you feel incredibly horrible and guilty and full of shame because you're doing something against not just them, but yeah. But they don't talk about, again, the verses just a few lines down with even more of a responsibility for the parent not to provoke to bring up in nurture, to bring up an admonition, right? How's it going so far? In the midst of that toxic relationship you might be dealing with, whether it's your parent, spouse, coworker, family member, whoever it may be, is this podcast filling you up with strength and encouragement to face it with a healthier outlook? Do you want to show your support? If so, I just wanted to stop for a moment and remind you that you can support this free podcast when you order from my shop, send a gift, or become a monthly patron. Your support not only helps you, but others, including myself. So if you find value in my content and it helps you grow, please consider showing your support. Find the links in the episode description. Thanks so much for your consideration. Now, back to the episode. So it's like that father putting his hands on the son. Anger makes him want to put hands on the father in return. And then the street, if it was anybody else, you might just do that. But what he does is walks away and set a new boundary instead to protect himself. Saying moving forward, this is how I'm going to have to deal with him in order to protect me and my family. Proverbial wisdom that Yah encourages is just that. We talked about earlier, when you see danger, take refuge. Don't just, you know, see it and then keep exposing yourself to it. Or what about the mother sowing discord into her her very own son's marriage? Anger makes him want to curse her out. And if he was on the street and if it was anybody else online or somewhere, he would probably do that. But what does he do? He firmly confronts her about what she's doing. And even that sometimes for a toxic parent is disrespect. We see um, Jonathan and Saul, you know, Jonathan and David were best friends. And you see him telling David, this is what my father is about to do to you. That would be considered disrespectful, right? To a toxic parent. Why why are you telling him what I'm about to do? Like, I want to kill him. He even confronted his father and is like, what did you, what did he do to you? You don't have a right to do this to him. A toxic parent would be like, Who you even think you talking to? You disrespectful for even telling me the truth, right? So in this example of a mother, someone discord into her son's marriage, anger may make her want to like tell, tell her, tell her off, right? But he confronts her. It's not disrespectful to, to firmly confront someone. This is something we should do, especially with those who we're supposed to be close with when they're in sin and Yah hates a sower of discord. So you got to tell them what they're doing if you're not casting your pearls before it's wine or thorns, you know? So that means you may tell them once and that teaches you or shows you this is swine or thorns and you can't really do it anymore. And so you stop, but you got most times you at least want to try at least one time, right? So that son might confront her and set a new boundary to protect his marriage because this is the will of Yahuwah above every other will. But above every other will is the will of Yahuwah, above a parent's will, above our own will, above our co-workers will, above our children's will, above our auntie, our uncle, our cousin, whoever is Yah's will. And Yah says to cleave into your wife, right? So 
it gets tricky when it's like, well, cleaving unto my wife, my toxic parent is telling me is dishonoring my parent, right? And so people get a little caught up and they get confused because they don't realize or recognize Yah's will trumps everybody's will. You st- we start there. So this this mother who is sowing discord into her son's marriage, he confronts her when he really want to tell her off. He really want to put her on blast. He really, you know, she doesn't really know what disrespect is because he doesn't give her what she deserves. But he is going to set a new boundary to protect his marriage. Again, this is esteemed wisdom that Yah encourages. So it is very respectful. It is so much honor often to just have no contact or to set boundaries with toxic parents so that you can honor them. Knowing that if you keep exposing yourself to them because they are a parent who's not obeying verse four in Ephesians six and they keep provoking you to sin, you're gonna end up sinning against them and feeling even more guilty because they are gonna hang it over your head that you have disrespected and dishonored them, right? So not only handling the temptation to retaliate, but also when necessary, putting distance or clear boundaries in place to protect us from dishonoring them in response to their provoking behavior, the parents provoking behavior. We are honoring toxic parents by doing that. We also honor them when we do not enable them to keep abusing our grace, because that means if they keep abusing our grace, they're walking in unrepentance. So when that happens, we have to uphold specific consequences when they are unrepentant and sinning against us to help them end the behavior that is highly displeasing to not just us, but Yah first. We're actually helping them in their potential relationship with Yah to get it right with him. Yah is not okay with anyone sinning against someone over and over and over and walking in unrepentance about it because repentance is an important expectation that Yah has for all of us parents included and y'all know one of my favorite scriptures Romaim chapter 6 verse 1 and 2 and it's so crazy that that's right parallel to Ephesians 6 1 and 2 Roma is the same chapter in in verses, but in a different book, Romaim chapter six, one and two in the Sefer version says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Toxic parents love to abuse grace by telling you to keep honoring and respecting them, even though they are abusing that grace right? The verse continues, never, never shall we continue in sin that grace may abound. The King James version says, Yah forbid. Well, I don't say Yah, but it says God forbid, but I don't say God. I say Yah forbid. It continues, how shall we that are dead to sin? And when parents use that honor your parents scripture, they're implying that they are dead to sin and walking by the very scripture they're proclaiming. Do you feel the need to talk through something? You don't necessarily need counseling or even in-depth coaching. 
for that matter. You just need the listening support of someone with a trained ear. Consider private e-coach-me live chat sessions. Truth Tribe patrons get this absolutely free as a thank you for supporting my content as a Truth Tribe patron. According to your tier, you get up to four e-coach-me live chat sessions a week. Again, at no cost for being a level two and up patron. Level two gets one session a week. Level 2.1 and up gets one to four live chat sessions a week. And you can spread them out as you wish when you book. If you're looking for support regarding any non-urgent issue from someone with a trained ear, you can utilize this live chat support option on a weekly basis, absolutely free as a Truth Tribe patron perk. Use the link in the description for more information. So again, it continues, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Never, or Yah forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin? That means parents throwing around the word, supposed to be dead to sin then if, you, if you're using it, live any longer therein. Therefore, if a parent does not want to live in sin, they must not provoke their children to sin, especially by using the holy and righteous word to do it. You better honor your parent. You better honor me. God is going to get you because you won't let me manipulate and control you. Listen, I know you may have been taught that honoring your parents means tolerating their every sin against you and that you must only repay them grace for them sinning against you or you're disgraceful, disrespectful ingrate of a child however we see there's a balancing side to ephesians in verse 6 and toxic parents often just quote verse chapter 6 verse 1 and 2 and they don't balance it out with verse 4 which the toxic parent often ignores and tries to you know, reason away that grace does not mean permitting continuous sin against us, according to Romans 6, 1 and 2. See, we got to have the Bible in full context with a balance. We can't do one thing and then say we don't have to do the other. So if we're going to do this thing, then we also need to uphold this part. So we don't want to use honor your mother and your father but then you don't want to pay attention to Romaim or Romans 6, 1 and 2, which says that grace is not there for us to go on sinning against people. So again, if a parent does not want to live in sin, they must not provoke their children to sin, especially by using the holy and righteous word to do it. In the holy and righteous word of Ephesians 6, 1 and 2, that toxic parents often quote, needs to be balanced again with verse 4. 
We, we don't want to ignore one part and use the other part. Grace does not mean permitting continuous sin against us, as we see in Romans 6, 1 and 2, which toxic parents like to ignore by not balancing Ephesians 6, 1 and 2 with Ephesians 6, 4. Grace does not mean that your parents get to keep sinning against you. Because after all, what kind of love provokes you to sin and demands honor in return for it? Remember, love doesn't lie or expect you to live one. I'm Zara Hairston, sending you the comfort of truth. Do you need more individualized support to identify, overcome, and prevent toxic attachments? Your need and my expertise might just be a match. Go to ZaraHairston.com slash coachme to find out. Yeah, bless. Thanks for enjoying this podcast. 